Howdy, yo. Just get your mic up and sing it in. Shout me up. Sing me in. I'm blue. Double D, double die. Double D, double die. Double D. Hello and welcome to the Last Chance Podcast. You gotta keep singing. You gotta sing the Dabu D, Dabu Da, Dabu D, Dabu Da, Dabu D, Dabu Da. Today we are joined by the legendary figures behind Johnson Street. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. So, Jack, Bill, for those that don't know, of the legendary Golding Brothers. The legendary Golding Brothers. Yeah, how we doing? Man, fucking good. I don't good. think anybody knows a single other word to that song than I'm blue. Dabu blue dee, is da. a house with a blue, blue window. little window and a blue Corvette. Uh-huh. And a bunch of other shit that's blue. Yeah, that's all yeah, I know Didn't have like a dance... The film could have like a dancing alien or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. A big, big forehead. All I remember <laughs> about... Yeah, it reminds me of me. All what I remember about forehead. the 90s and fucking Rage... Uh, Rage in particular in that period was all just aliens and really trippy videos. Yeah. yeah um, the, the, what's the, the, I'm trying to remember the one, I can't even remember the name of the band, the Massive Attack one with all the alien children in it. Yeah. It was Massive Attack and they were like. I remember that and I remember, um, maybe it wasn't the 90s, but do you remember the video for Yellow where it's the dude who's uh, walking down the beach? That was like yeah. a huge early Cold, childhood. Coldplay. Oh, yeah, Coldplay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm not talking about their other songs. I don't know any other songs. I actually is it Coldplay that did Yellow? Or was there wasn't there a Scottish band? Was that them? I don't know. I have no yeah, idea. It's Coldplay. It is Coldplay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. That's all I know. Well, I thought trying to remember think of some other band name like Fergus or something like that. Yeah. I have all no good idea. songs are about colours. There's no other material to make songs about. Yeah, back Blue, in black. Yellow. Yeah. Back in black. Yeah. Would hold uh, well I thought, well, yeah. I'm trying to think of other coloured related songs. But fuck, nothing. Mm. Nothing. So, how would you describe the, Gold, the Johnson Street, the Golding Brothers? What's the story? Because a lot of people will be like, oh, who the fuck? A lot of people will know you, but a lot of people will be very confused. You want to take it away? Yeah, right. so uh, my the full story is that I um, moved over to Melbourne seven years ago and uh, – I went to King Gears first weekend at Croxton. Um, I hadn't really gone to live music before. I think before that, my first band I saw was Regurgitator at ANU Bar in Canberra. Then I saw Metallica, um, the Death Magnetic Tour in <laughs> Perth. And um, I think that was it until I moved here. And then I was really into Nonagon Infinity and that was a yeah. Nonagon Infinity Tour. And then I was like, that's fucking awesome. I moved over here for work. And um, then I went and saw Friends of Rom and Cosmic Kuna supported Friends of Rom at Max Watts or one set. It would have been Max Watts. And then I was like, this is fucking awesome. And I messaged them and I was like, where are you playing? And what do you call it? Didn't really get back to me or whatever, but followed them on Facebook and all that. And then the next place they played was here. A last chance. Yep. So first indie. Bar I went to here was Last Chance before, well, yeah, after Crossed public bar Max days. Yeah. Yep. Jesus. And then, yeah, I didn't know anyone when I moved over to uh, Melbourne. Bill came over, I think, two weeks two after weeks I moved her. Oh, really? Yep. It was yeah, that yeah. close. I thought it was a bit longer. Yeah. Well, no. the thing is that I was at work and I yep. said to Bill, Bill had just graduated from TAFE and I said, come over, you, you've 
been six months trying to find a job in Nine Perth. fucking months. Nine months. Yeah. I yeah. graduated. It was when all the mines closed in WA. So yeah, right. Every, all the mines closed and all the uh, experienced guys came back and just took all the entry-level jobs from all the um, graduates. <laughs> so, like, youth unemployment was the highest it had ever been in all of Australia. I think forever since then. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they just came out and just destroyed all of the jobs for the youth. So I've been looking for a job for nine months. And yeah, at that point, Jack had moved here and he was like, just like, hey, you got no commitments. You should come over and just try it. And yeah. Yeah, and the, the thing was, if you get a job, what do you call it? You can pay back for rent. If not, what do you call it? It's all good. And yeah, that was real fucking awesome about Bill is like, yeah, he's, I was going out and being like, fuck, last chance. Like, yeah. it's friggin' awesome. They just meet bands, buy them a jug. When everyone's your friend, if you buy them a that's jug, right, yeah, mm-hmm. beer, beer and, talks, yeah, yeah. Then you know, that's and then I'll just go see bands that I like, and then if a, I like to support band, I'll just go buy them a jug and hang out with them. And yeah, right. um, yeah, it took a couple of months. Beer Bill was fucking awesome when he started working. He just would I would tell him come out, come out, come out, and he'd be like, no, nah, I'm going to sit at home, play video games till I paid you back your rent, and um. Yeah. What do you call it? Once you did that, then Bill started coming out. And then um, I met the owner of Beat Magazine at the Tote. And I said, I really love these bands. What can I do to support them? And he said, get a camera and just take photos of them. And yeah. uh, in the end, Bill got a camera and uh, we made a little Facebook page. We had mates that ran a app called Hip Flask in Perth. And my idea was to be the Melbourne hip flask. It was like one of those bands in town type yep. of apps. Um, but, yeah, never – we just did our own thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Because in essence, like Johnson Street is – it's a uh, – well, even the name suggests it's, it's, it's music-centric, but it is all about supporting – Bands. There's 100% the deal from the go. Like yeah. where the missing part to this is like when we'd go to gigs all the time, we met so many people all the time, they'd always be asking Jack in particular what uh, gigs are on, what bands are playing, who should yeah. I go see? So right. we got asked that question so much, we just put the list what? together. Yeah. And that was like the first thing we started doing is like, here's the bands that we really like, here's the places they're playing at, you should go see them. And just having all of that in one place right. is something that not a lot of people were doing at the time. Yeah. And now the people that are doing it are like way better than we've ever did it. Yeah. But yeah. so in essence, so like Cosmic Kahuna were kind of like your introduction to like local smaller yep. bands. Yep. That, was, that was where it started. So yep. there was no real, it was like Metallica and Regurgitator before that. I was really into Stoner Rock. Yeah. And Dave's my cousin who books Bendigo Hotel. Yep. Or second cousin, whatever. Um, I would go to a couple of stoner rock shows and I just – the crowds aren't super exciting. So I would just get um, into the punk stuff because yeah, I just like bouncing around, especially when Toad Upstairs was – before they renovated it when it was tiny, you yep. could see some real fucking awesome hardcore yeah. shows up there and, yeah, just a beautiful release of energy. Right. Um, yeah, right. My, like, for punk, I was never really into garage music, but punk, I was Tony Hawks. Um, I, was, I remember talking to people at the Tote and, you know, they'd talk about misfits and dancing and all that and I'm like, and Black Flag, and I'm like, oh, I never really, you know, I don't know who dancing is, sorry. Uh, and I felt yeah. like 
fuck of, of an outsider here. But, well, um, it's interesting yeah. that part, isn't it? Because I even like, you know, similar. Like I was into, I grew up in a small town. Finding those local outside influences for me was hard. Like I was back in the day where, you know, you had to, like we didn't have the internet, we didn't have any mm, of that. Yep. We re- you really had to track it down. Like you had to come to Melbourne to find anything. And like, you know, when I was I was lucky, I kind of like snagged onto a couple of people that really exposed me beyond those bigger bands that were around to the local scene. Mm-hmm. But you do, you kind of like feel a bit stupid when you come in and people start talking about all these bands and you go, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, because there is like literally thousands and thousands of bands in the world and everyone yeah. has an influence. But yeah, it's kind of a thing about, I suppose that's why people call it a scene. You know, like it, it, there's, I have, I really hate people being exclusive, like excluding you because, mm. oh shit, you know, you've got the wrong patch on. Like, I don't get that part of it. But I think you guys have kind of like, with with Johnson Street, you've just thrown that out the window and went, it doesn't matter who you are or what you do. Yeah. This is just good music. Just go listen to it. You don't have to know everything. Yeah. Doesn't even have to be good music. Yeah. Just good vibe. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's Melbourne. It's never good. It's had music. a lot of very average <laughs> bands, but had a lot of good nights yeah. at average bands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that like, yeah. Well, that's an important part of it as well. Like, not everyone's going to be a superstar. Like, they're not. Mm. Yep. You know, but it doesn't mean you can have you're going to have a shit time. Yeah. yeah. And, and it doesn't mean, mean it's necessarily bad either. Like, it's just. Yeah, it's having good times with good friends. And that's something that like a lot of people take for granted, especially like, the people we haven't known so long yeah. um, who didn't know us when we first moved over here is everybody thinks that like we're either born and raised in Melbourne and like ingrated. Like people would say to us all the time, it's like, oh, it's easy for you guys to make friends. Like you were born here. You've yeah, like, it, no, you were someone. It's like, no, we didn't know yeah. anybody. Yeah. But it kind of <laughs> sounds like because well, I met you when like that first year we had the last chance and it, yourself. Yep. And I really thought you'd been around for years because you, your knowledge base of local bands was even beyond mine. And I'm like pretty – mine's pretty good. But yours was like encyclopedic and you knew, you know, like you knew good bands. Like you've got an – obviously have an ear for it. Was I, I don't know. That must just be a natural thing. Is it just going, oh, that's a good band? Yeah. Oh, it's bizarre because growing up I listened to industrial music in high school uh, yeah. and I was – on Soul Seek and LimeWire and all that at the time and listening to bands probably the that would play at these capacity venues uh, but in Germany or, you know, Eastern Europe and things like that. And oh, it was just – it's just my social life. I came over here, um, didn't know anyone and lived in the city and I, you know, got to have something to do. So yeah. came out. It's amazing. It yeah. really is. And I really honestly didn't realise you moved together that close. Yeah. Because I felt like I didn't meet you for a year or so yeah. later. Well, that, so. like Jack said, the main thing when I moved over, because I started studying originally because yeah. I, I wanted to come over here and just do something. I yeah. didn't want to just be – I'd already wanted to work for like nine months, couldn't find a job. So I started at RMIT doing IT again and I'd just finished studying IT and the whole first year was just going to be stuff I'd already done. So yeah. I was like, this is garbage. Quit that. I was like, I'll try find a job here. And after looking for a job for nine months in Perth, I found one in like two weeks yeah. in Melbourne. I was like, oh my god, I guess I'm staying here then. Scary. No? Yeah. And I just and I just, <laughs> and just, I just didn't I just didn't come out till um I paid off I, Jack. That was like amazing. the that was a number one thing for me. Like I can't I couldn't justify I was earning fuck all. I couldn't justify spending anything till I'd like cleared all my debts. That's yeah. That's 
yeah, I, I can't get over it. Like, I'm just like, oh, okay. Because it, like, it's a great reason. Like, to think that it kind of started as just to meet people. Mm. And then, like, it morphed into supporting bands. And then it morphed into, like, so much more. Like, your photography turned into a whole art mm. exhibition. You chased bands all around Europe, yep. which was pretty cool. Because that only – was that pre-pandemic or post-pandemic? Post-pandemic. So Post. it was like this – pretty much to the date last year was when I went to – flew to London. Right. And then so that's like six years after moving to Melbourne. Yeah. And then you took off on a six-month trip. Yep. Chasing bands. Do you know the stats on it? Like, do you know how many bands you saw or like what oh, days you or anything? Compared to, if you were to talk numbers about us, it's two, 2019, I went to 224 shows, I think, in the year. And I know people have done more. I'm not, yeah. meant, to, I'm not meant to swear, but fuck. <laughs> yeah. um, 224 shows in a year. Yeah. yeah. It was funny during uh, – the lockdowns first happened, I was like, oh, I don't feel tired anymore. But when you don't go out when five, go four, out, five yeah. nights a week, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think that's the important part about fucking, you know, the music scene as well. Like I know a couple of people that go to five or six gigs a week and I'm like, where the fuck do you get the energy? Hmm. Like it's a big commitment. Yeah. Like 224 shows. Even if you go on to two on Saturday and two on a Friday – Oh, two on a Saturday, two on a Sunday. That's still a fucking that's a you that's your whole weekend. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know, if you're working Monday to Friday, that's seven days a week full time. Yeah. Yep. Especially when it was like before the lockdown, when they'd have uh like when Melbourne was really thriving. Um, it's gotten a, like really kicking up again and yeah. really getting good again now. But when it was like really thriving, if you wanted to see like, oh, there's this band that I've been waiting to see for ages and they're playing on this day, that's going to clash with three other bands. So you go into three yeah, gigs the and Melbourne we did clash, that yeah. all the freaking time. Like, yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what our record of number for like going to shows in a week is, but it's got to be at least like in terms of bands I've seen, like without going to a festival or all day thing, it's got to be at least like 20, 30 bands I've seen in like one week. Not like different oh. shows and stuff, but watching like whole sets at different nah, I think places. It's more yeah. than that, because like that February that year, I saw thirty three gigs in twenty eight days. Mm. No shit, yeah. and then nothing. <laughs> well, then, then nothing. Well, during COVID, yeah, yeah. but you know, in March I was still hanging <laughs> up. Yeah. Just still kicking. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's. I mean. Again, you know, you talk about support and what you do just by like the photography and just even like exposing bands to different people. Like I think I first – I'd heard of Horace Bones and then hadn't seen them and then I spoke to yourself and you were just like, boom. This is you, the truth. You, you've, yeah. you've got to see yep. this band. And I think we had them booked here for like a month later and it was like the first time I saw them. saw them. I yep. heard this like we had on the playlist, and I heard them. I thought they're very good, like excellent songwriters. And then they played, and I was just like, "What the fuck is yeah. this? Yeah. Like this is one of those bands where you just go, you know." So, but you kind of exposed it to me where you were like, "Oh, if you gotta go see a show, go watch Horace Bones." Yeah. So, yeah, it's those sort of things where it's like, you know, you a kind of you just do the word of mouth, mm -hmm. which is probably the best thing for local bands is word of mouth, where someone goes hey, you've got to go watch his fucking band. Yeah. I think especially doing it over social media and the ways we've done is really important because yeah. when we were like uh, just starting to go to shows, like you 
that like we're meeting Cosmic Uni, for example, like Jack had to look up that gig on the internet to find out it was on. Yeah. And not a lot of people were doing that. And there's heaps of people who would come to shows but yeah. don't know where to go. And that was like the main feedback we always got is like I'd put on like local music playlists at work all the time and like play all the bands that I listen to. And everybody like, these bands are so good. Like where do you find them? I was like by going to this show. And it's like I wish there was a place to find that. And that's yeah. the whole reason we started being able to post stuff online is because heaps of people sitting at home who would come to these shows but just don't know where don't to go. Don't know about it. So yeah. Yeah, well, the tech, technology aspect of it is something I find fascinating that you guys do as well because you're obviously very good on the technology side. Mm. And we're both IT professionals. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So do you th- what, what do you think the future is for, for local music and technology? Where, 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 where are we heading? I think that there needs to be I don't know whether it's going to be like government funded or someone's going to make a business out of it. I reckon it'll probably be that. But somebody is going to make a way better than we... We've done kind of stuff like this before with like our Hottest 100 thing we did. Yeah, but some, the, the Johnson Street Hottest 100 yeah. that always happened Yeah, on Victoria Street. Yeah. <laughs> it was... It was and well, I remember it we, we wanted to... We, we loved wanted, it. We wanted to do it one year, one year on Johnson Street, but it was like, yeah. Yeah, that thing kind of like fizzled out a bit, I guess. But someone's going to make like a website that just has like a really proper database. Like, you know, I think there's one, there's one that's yeah, metal somebody's called like, made one. there's one called like Encyclopedia Metallum or something. That's oh, like that's a, the metal one. Yeah, the that super comprehensive great. metal yeah. one. Yeah. So somebody is going to do the same thing, but it'll just, it'll be like really comprehensive in the sense that it'll have like, here's links to where you can get all their music forever. Yeah. Here's a bio of the band. Here's photos of them. Here's like some you know, stories about them and stuff like that. And I think well, like there, there's a lot of people who take photos and do like cataloging of live music, yeah. but somebody's going to make like the be all end all one. And then that's yeah, the thing that's that we'll it. use forever. Yeah. Because, you know, even from our end as a venue, we look at technology and we probably like don't fully grasp what it can do for us. Mm. Um, you know, like the social media and stuff, but you know, in, in essence that's marketing, you know, mm-hmm. but there's something there for us that we can use to 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 expose local bands to a wider audience. Like traditionally, it was radio. Yeah, like that's how you did it. And you know, I strong. You know, it, the only people that do that are local radios, like lo- local radio stations, community radio. You know, whether it's you know PBS, Triple R, you know whoever. Like Sin, like they're they're about. They're mm. everywhere. That in a traditional sense, but I, to to try and put that over into what do you call it, like the internet age? I think we're well beyond that, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, but to 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 use that properly to expose bands, there has to be something. Yeah. Like I'm always fascinated to go people that are in the industry because I've got to know nothing about computers. Yeah. I can barely well, use my phone. Bill said, you know, uh, the curation's important yeah. and having that big database of everything. But when I think of what we did with Johnson Street with a gig guide. Yeah. But people don't want to know everything that's – well, it, it was always a struggle for me running a gig guide and doing my gigs of a month and things like yeah. that. That I don't want to say everything that's on because we've already got Beat's gig guide for yeah. that. Beat yeah. will tell you everything, everything. that's on yeah. because mm. they've got the feeds in from that's right. the, the and the relationships with the venue owners. Yeah. <clears throat> While – the curation was an important thing for me. You don't want to – I don't 
you know, I if you ask me what's on the weekend, you don't want me to give you a hundred things. You no. want me to tell you this is you this have is to you see to this, to. your Horace yeah. Bones. You have to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that's where I think that the like, to get bands out there, curation's really important to build a a brand identity or an identity that people can get behind and um, the, the way that people uh, and the, the best people I see doing that at the moment would be labels like Antifade Records yeah. and Split uh, or not Splits, um, Legless. Legless. Yep, Legless Aaron. Yeah. And uh, yeah, is that curated is when you've got people that uh, have a massive amount of support and yeah. you know anything they put out people will Buy. get behind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I think Personally, that's the way that uh, you get things out there is you just present yourself as an interesting person and um, I mean, associate your imagery with things you like. Yeah. 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 I think, that, you know, they're, they're two of the great examples as well, especially like Antifade's been going for so long and I don't yeah. – I, I can't think of one dud thing that they've released. No. Everything that they've released, like it's just – yeah, Billy's so great. Billy's man. just, uh, you know, it, it's fantastic music. Like, and you wanna you wanna listen to it. Mm. So it, it, from the very beginning, like from Antifade one right through to I don't know what they're up to now, but it'd be it'd be up there, and amazing. Like yeah. you know, and, and those bands, even the ones that aren't still going, the ones at the beginning, they're fucking fantastic. Like yeah. I'd love to see those bands again. You know, uh, but you know, you can listen to them. So that would be that, that documentation and curation is, like you said, it's super important because it's it's you, you, you're preserving history. So what I think about as well, because I'm an AV project manager. Yeah. That's like the thing I was doing last year. I got made redundant a couple weeks ago for people who don't know. So I'm like, I'm I'm ready to be hired if anyone's hey, recruiting out there. But actually, I'm doing like an interview next week, so I'll probably get a new job next week. But doing AV, one thing I think about all the time is I'm like... Audio, visual, not adult video. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to actually, do that. Yeah, the same oh, thing, can't actually, it? actually... It involves a bit of both. Really, really funny story. Um, I had a... I was sick at home and me and my ex-girlfriend were in the house at the time. She's like, you're really sick. You got to get a doctor to come see you, get a prescription for something. And this doctor comes over and he's a Japanese dude and he doesn't speak English like super well. But great doctor, great guy. And he was just uh, doing the small talk. He's like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm in AV. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah, I'm an AV manager. He's like, really? really? And my ex-girlfriend's sitting next to me and he keeps like, look at you. He's like, you work like really hard, yeah? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, work, I work like pretty hard. He's like, he's like, so do you have like insurance for that? And I was like, yeah. I was like, like medical, like they take care of you. And I was like, yeah, like if you fall over and hurt yourself, I was like, I ha- it hasn't happened yet. And he goes like, Really? And you work that hard and you've never you've never had anything happen. I was like, yeah. And he's like, wow. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then yeah. it was only like after her like dying of laughing and he left. She's like, dude, you thought you were a porn star. Yeah, right. And like a very high That's, level one. Yeah. <laughs> you've got insurance. It's obviously, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, AV, audio, visual. Yeah. But yeah, the reason I bring that up is like doing all of the like- Doing all the live, I haven't done a lot of like live event stuff, but all of the like 
video conferencing and uh, tech and screens and stuff I've set up. What I would love to be able to do is in a place like this, set up some type of rig that we could have like permanently that's out of the way and not going to get damaged where we can just automate and make it really easy to film gigs and like get uh, versions out because Max, for people who don't know, uh, Max at Asanda, uh, the last chance. He does a super good job of making live versions of a whole bunch of the bands that play here. Yeah, and I would love to, to if we got the money for it or like the system to do it safely. Because the problem is like you put something up like here and you see people hang off the hang roof off and it, shit, yeah. and you you just can't well, risk it. Things will get broken. That, that's something because we've obviously been working on for a long time, and you know that we're about to start doing that. Mm. Um, the biggest drawback is the cost involved. Yeah. Um, you know, there's obviously grants and stuff out there for it, but us being us and being as independent as we can be without taking like we don't want to take money away from bands. Yeah. And that's why we don't like grants, is because we think like we're a private business. We we, we sell alcohol. We should be able to fund these things ourselves because in in essence we're the ones that will benefit mm. most from well not most but we benefit from doing these things. Yeah. Um, you know, and we think that those that grant money should go to bands anyway for things like touring and, and recording and things that, you know, are important for, for bands. But we, we do have a, like a little system kind of in place, like even like doing this today in here is like it's a, like a test run mm. for trying to do those things because we just think there's all these great bands that, don't get the exposure that they need. And we think if we can be that link to expose them, even if it's just to a couple of hundred different people and just three of those people go, that's great. Yeah. But you guys did and go, I really enjoyed this. I want to go watch it. With what I'd say about that as well is from us doing videography or Bill doing videography – is what people have always said to me. Like, first time I met Eamon from the chats, he came up and said, um, oh, fuck, I watch your videos all the time. Yeah. And what people like about our videos is that it's shot on a handheld, handheld camera yeah. in the mm, pit. That's right. Um, directional mic, right? Or a, it's like a stereo mic, but yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. just a mic you put on a yeah. DLSR camera. Yeah, um, mirrorless, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you get technical and nerd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, get yeah, yeah. nerd out on the cameras, yeah. mate. That's but no, nah, um, yeah, doing the video stuff, that was one of the main reasons I did it. And like I've had a lot of uh, good feedback in the photos. So I pretty much only do photos these days, but yeah. that's where I kind of see myself going. And one of the reasons that I, the whole reason I did videos in particular in the first place is a lot of people would be like, I know, especially if it's like a newer band that's supporting, they're like, what uh, I want to go see this band and I like the headline. I don't know anything about the rest of them. Yeah. Oh, what are the other bands sound like? And if they like really new, they can't find anything about them because you know yeah. getting a recording together is yeah. expensive. You need to play shows. Stuff. Yeah, and, to and get that money together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what I would do is like at least film one song for every band and then put it on our YouTube channel. Yeah. And like the best, the main example I think of when I talk about this is Pistol Peaches. Um, because oh, they, great, they yeah they yeah. took so long to get a recording out yeah. um, that when one of their first gigs because we we known those girls for so long great people yeah um, I filmed one of their songs and put it on YouTube and they got to share it around so when you search Pistol Peaches it pops up pops with up. that video so that's how a lot of people I'm not saying that a lot of people came to see them because of that video no, but, but when they search them yeah. they're like here is the band and you can actually yeah. see them yeah. and they'd see either like especially when you're standing a bit far back and you see 
it's a great gig. It sounds good. People are having fun. And it's like that's when people look at that, they go, I want to see that show. And yeah. I think you get that vibe a lot more when you're shooting from a handheld, handheld thing. Handheld, yeah. But on scale and thinking about doing it at a venue would be a lot harder than that. And we can get into it a bit more, but the reason I shoot on a compact camera is I want to be right in at the, the middle front. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. like Bill's... How much? Like if you break your camera at a gig, it would be well over ten grand, right? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I walk it right. Not that it, I feel almost honestly uncomfortable saying how expensive all this shit I carry oh, yeah, around is, fun. but like, yeah, but I no, carry around stuff worth a lot yeah. more than a lot of people's yeah. cars. That's sure. That, 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 that that's the other part of it as well. Like you know, like I love live footage, like just because there's more energy to it. Mm, you know, yep. like. Like or most of my f- favorite film clips are all live based. Mm. There's, they've got a bit more, you know. You like you can see the fucking sweat on them. You know, yeah. you, can yep. see, you can see the passion. But yeah, you don't realize when you to to get something of quality to put out. It's a lot of money. Yeah, like, there, there's a lot of money involved in doing that, and even even the process of going back afterwards and and editing and making sure the sounds right. Everything gets huge, but I think that is the I think for for. For us, I think that is the next step. Mm. Like, you know, even if it's like you get a, a three-minute song and you capture it right, I think that can make the difference for a band Yeah, in the future. There's so many um, photographers and videographers yeah. out there yeah. though, as well that it could even be um, a case of if they get an ex- the exposure or, you know, yeah. the drink tickets or whatever to um, be able to perform – no, sorry, to be able to capture a capture. performance. And a lot of them, yeah. yeah, just, you know, love doing it. And right, for me, like, I keep the – I earn enough at work. I work hard enough yeah. to do that. And um, I want to – I never want to go shoot a band I don't want to see, see just because I'm earning yeah. 100 bucks to, to shoot them. Yeah. Um, I want to do whatever I want and yeah. I want to shoot it the way that I want to. And if yeah. you want to use it, fine. If you don't want to yeah. use it. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Passion's um, important because yeah. passion overrides um, common sense. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that's the way I'd approach it if I was in a venue is just you use your platform to get other people's yeah. work out there because yeah. there's, yeah. there's so many people that are super excited to. Yeah. You know. I, and, you know, I, I think that, you know, I, I, you know, again, gets back to that bit where, you know, being, you know, wanting to have more people come into the scene is better for everyone. Mm. It's better for the bands. It's better for creativity. It's better for, you know, better for us as venues. It's But it's better for everyone. So I think that getting this music out to, to particularly younger people and going, exposing them to it is like what we should all be working towards as, I won't say industry, because it's different to what we do. I'd say as a community, it's important to yeah. do that yep. and, and to and to share those experiences, which I was, you know, you guys do. And that's mm-hmm. what you beget, did with Johnson Street. So, yeah, I, I think it's important that people get out there and do that as much as possible. Yeah. I yeah. love that you have to find a balance between like, if you want to be like a professional and like not mocking any of the people who do a lot of more stuff for money and want to make like yeah. a career out of it than we do, like more power, than, more power to you, yeah. like, absolutely go like work really hard and like make stuff that is 
great enough that you can sell it and do do whatever you want to do. But like you have to find a balance between like there's a reason we're doing like in terms of taking photos, for example, there's a reason I'm not like at the AFL doing like photos for them or like yeah. at big events. And so I'm doing music because I want to do music photography yeah. and I don't really care. Like Jack, I'm in the same business as Jack. I do enough uh, working that I don't really have to worry about the money side of this. Yeah. So I approach it from a mentality. You're a, pa- you're a patron of the arts. Yeah. 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 I really. It, it feels yeah. like it's dorky when you talk about all the lovey dovey feely stuff but, of this, but like we do it because we freaking love it. We yeah. Always have. Yeah. Which and, is, I think, important. You know, like to every everyone can be a patron of the arts. You don't like when you talk about like particularly in this world, like. Everyone's a patron of the arts because you're supporting it. We don't get as much government funding as people think and, mm. you know, the bands definitely don't. So, you know, what they do get is like community patronage to fucking go but, out and do oh it. Oh, man, to. I hate that stuff. Like people have said to – I think in Europe someone said, oh, you're like a journalist. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> it with a camera. Times, yeah. you know, the it. reason yeah, why yeah. I go out is yeah. because like, it's fun, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's dumb and I get to meet a lot of good people. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a someone. Fucking, I don't, I'm not it's, a it's blank a, it up. It's quid pro quo though. <laughs> like you know what I mean? It is quid pro quo. Like you go out and have a good time, but then you're giving back. Yeah, someone. Like, you're a patron, Jack. You're a patron of the arts. <laughs> yeah. Subscribe you're, to my not your patron. patron. Hey, <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not your, your patron. patron. Yeah. <laughs> someone no. said. Someone said to me the other day. Um, the problem with you is that you walk around like a, a guy with a camera instead of a photographer. And he's like, you should walk around like a photographer. And I was like, no, nah, being a guy with a camera is pretty great. Yeah. Like, especially, it's so funny when I like see some other professional photographers um, or just other people in general that walk around and like, like, oh, so like, what are you working on? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just really drunk. I just have a good time. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, dude, if I was getting paid for this, I would get fired so fucking much. You cannot act the way that I act and get away with it if I was working. But that, that being said, yeah, well, that's fair, though. Yeah, but when I when I when I do do stuff for money, um, my mentality is like so different because yeah, yeah, like like if someone if someone respects me enough to be like, hey, I want you to do this, and I'm like, want to pay you for it because like someone I've known for a while, so I just want like this out of it. Like yeah. I really work super hard and like try like in terms of taking photos, I'll walk around to all the angles. I'll do photos and before and after the gig. Um, and then when I send all of them, I give them all the different versions. Here's the unedited ones. Here's the ones I've edited. Here's all the different file types and stuff. So like I, when you do stuff for money, I think you just got to like deliver really cool stuff and like really work at it. That's yeah. why I don't do anything for money. Yeah. <laughs> so many times I've gotten tickets to shows or things and you rock up, all right, camera, oh, out of batteries. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I what I saw the band Thou, which is like New Orleans sludge scene, um, and in Berlin, and I really wanted to see them, and I procrastinated buying a ticket. It sold out. I sent them a message. I said, "Hey, I do photos. Here's some of my photos. I'd love to see you play, and I'll get you some photos." I saw. I think it was a four band lineup. I saw the first band. And went outside and smoked weed with those guys. And then um, I was waiting for people to come out, but they don't do that in Europe. They don't go out to they the smokers. They don't go to the smokers. Nah. No smokers. Well, and that venue it's not there. Right. <laughs> I can't recall the venue, but you could smoke inside the venue as well. Yeah, no uh, shit. Yep. Wow. Like that, yep. That glory days. Yeah. Yep. yep. Glory days. And I was waiting for people to come and, you know, just at least measuring or trying to hear the um, PA system and. I was like, 
what the fuck's going on? And no one, um, if they played and I missed them. No shit. No yeah. photos. Free yeah. ticket. Yeah. yeah. I, I bought a shirt. Did, um, <laughs> Sorry, that, guys. That's, that's enough. Yeah, yeah. Shirt. yeah. And then just sent her a message going, got stoned. Sorry. Yeah. No, you just don't even send a message. Just ghost them just after ghost that. Them, yeah. Speaking yeah. of ghosts, that exact scenario happened here with a Swayze and the ghosts, remember? We got, um, yes, they yeah. were sold out when they played here. And but, we, yeah, that was their first show in Melbourne too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, we messaged them being like, we'll do photos or you did or something. And I don't know yeah. if like you went and didn't bring the camera. Like we brought the camera but and it's just out of battery as well. And it's just like, oh shit. And then just like never talked to them after yeah, yeah, never, yeah. <laughs> never sort of yeah. Sorry guys. Jesus, that was a long time ago, 2017? Yeah. 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 They I'm- used to be Ace Swayze when we ghosted them. Now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I, I always forget, like, because you forget how big that band is. Mm. Like, I always Tony forget. Hawks, that Tony Mate, Hawks, band. yeah, fucking man, unreal, isn't it? That's yeah. so cool. And good for them. Like, fucking, yeah. that is just one of those things where if you, when you're like 13, and you go, you yeah. wouldn't yeah. think one day I'm gonna have a, a song, song on, on t- a Tony, Tony Hawks. Hawks. Oh, it's one of that's one yeah. of the like in terms yeah. of bands and like people we're friends with having like achievements. There is like, oh, the, my friends like toured Europe and oh, they play like this. So, so it's like my friends on Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. That's, That's fucking really, really I'm trying, out I think there. Body Jar had one back in the yeah, day they, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. That's how I knew about yeah. Body Jar. Um, yeah, but it's one of those things where it's just like fucking because I remember when they came over and we'd been, we hadn't been listening to, I can't remember what happened, but then one of the Jakes, I can't remember which one, was like, man. Like this Ace Ways in the Ghost is going to be fucking huge, yeah. and we're yeah. like, really? And they're like, no, like we don't know how we swung this, but yeah. we booked them, and they played, and it was just like, oh shit, like radio, got ya. Yeah. yeah, yeah, incredible, yeah, incredible man. No, they, yeah. I think, you, even though they were from Tassie, is the main disadvantage, right? Because like they have to spend so much to travel and play all these different. Yeah, shows. are they still based in Tassie though? Or are they? I based? don't know. I don't I'm know. Not about sure. these I haven't days. played very much. Yeah, I play more in Tassie. I've seen recently. But yeah, no yeah. So definitely, some of them have got to be there, right? I think yeah. um, the main guy Andrew is in Tassie. I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I knew that a Tasmanian band playing as many shows as they were at the time. It's like if your mentality, like. For all the bands listening, we're like, oh, how do I like progress? How to get beat? Like, main the common denominator of everyone we know who's done really well or like achieved their goals play so many shows. Yeah, you can't go wrong with playing so many shows. Yeah, it can kind of go one of two ways though. Like, if you can play too many shows, too close together. Yeah, which will kill your audience. Yeah, but But unless you're one of those bands, probably like them, that are just they're going to pull in new people every single week. Yeah. But it's, but, it's they all had a period at least where they but, played heaps. They yeah. don't do that anymore, yeah, it's work obviously. Ethic. But yeah. I think it's what you're yeah. referring to as the work ethic mm-hmm. to get out, get the knocks and just to battle through them. Especially if you're really, really good. Like they obviously are. Mm. They could battle through them. And, you know, because you're going to have dud gigs. Everyone's going to have dud gigs but no one shows up, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, the planets don't align. It's going to yep. be raining. Like weather has things to do with people rocking up so you, you do you've yeah. got to just keep knocking at it and working but even like i think that the like some of the band's work ethic i just sit back and go shit you know and all the sniffers were a band that did that as well yeah. they just constant they just played it didn't yeah. matter yeah they were like, plans are obviously like i think yeah. the number one one of that yeah. i don't know what their stat was it was like fucking literally 500 gig, gigs in a year yeah it, I would was, hate some, it was some obscene amount that they did in one year yeah. Uh, yeah. it's been like 50 
Oh, oh, maybe. No, no, it was maybe five, yeah, days, five, five hundred. Like, like crazy. It was, it was a lot. Yeah, I, it was like way more than they played once a week. Yeah. Um, this was before we even moved to Melbourne. But yeah. yeah. When I heard about that from Jake, I was like, "That's so yeah." When crazy they first started, they were, they were they were just knocking them out of the park. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, and then I. Yeah, yeah, the community but, makes it important. Oh, a lot easier to do that. That's the only yeah. way I'd be able to do it. Yeah. And the only rate, the only bands that I've gone and seen every show they've done is because they've got their mates that go and we all just have so every much time. fucking fun yeah. going yeah. every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I think, you know, that's the other part of it as well, like the social aspect of which, you know, obviously what we started talking about, it's probably just as important as any other part of it. Yeah. Well, it's not greater or lesser than. It's like an equal contributor. Yeah. And the barrier to entry is it seems like starting and meeting these people for the first time, it seems like it's this giant That's wall nothing. of like you can't get over. But really, in. it's as simple as like just saying hi. It's yeah. it's tough thing to do, but like especially if you go to enough shows and say hi to enough people, like you will meet all these people. Yeah. And I don't think I've met a lot of like pretentiousy kind of like more elitist type of art guys, but for the most part, anybody you walk up to, especially after a band's played, if you walk to them and say, hey, man, that was a great show, and talk to them and say, like, yeah. thanks for playing, they'll be like, yeah, I'm really happy yeah. that you came. It's yeah. everybody who comes across as abrasive, I would just assume is shy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, like I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a big talker. Like, I don't talk much. Like, you know, especially with people, you know, I don't really know. Or people I do know, I'm probably more quiet around mm-hmm. because, you know, I don't feel much to say. Mm. But um, did you find that different when you did your Europe tour, what the crowds were like there? Were they yeah, welcoming? It, yeah, I thought it would be a bit more like what it was like in Melbourne. But, yeah, it is, I guess there's a few lenses you could do it. So one thing that we've done is we had a house in Fitzroy North and we brought heaps of bands down from Sydney, New South Wales and Queensland sometimes. And they stayed with us and that is like party, party, party. Every, yeah. People are on holidays and my favourite shows um, in that 2019 year that I went out heaps were ones where people are coming from somewhere else um, or we're going somewhere else to see a show and, you know, it's a holiday or everybody, or like everyone's so yeah. nervous and there's all that energy but then there's that release of, oh, everything's going to be all right. Yeah. People are super kind to us. Um, there was a bit of that around in Europe, well, especially like travelling with bands. The bigger shows, it's harder to make those connections. If there were a, there are a handful of people I've met that are, yeah, now – I'm sure lifelong friends or say the same way that it was in Melbourne, but I found it a bit harder to, uh, you know, just go up and chat to people and the smokers and things like that. And the demographics were quite a bit different as well. So like in Netherlands, for example, it was a lot older, um, straight laced people, I guess it wasn't as wild as what it is down here. Yeah, right. Some of the photos you took, they look pretty fucking wild. And Especially with the Steve Richard shows. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They Those were some wild pictures. I don't know if that's just like every picture you see of them are wild, but that one where the roof seemed to be like 
the yep. upside down one. Yeah, that was in a um, it was fun, even fight of a venue, and yeah, so many different ways you could talk about it. But for that, I was staying in uh, where is it Leipzig, which is like the capital of East Germany, and I had to get a train for an hour out to Halle, um, which is a small town, and then had to get a tram up to – well, the venue was called whatever it was called. It's a secret venue. So, um, oh, right. It's yeah, it was three pop- letters. Yeah. And I was like, where is it? There's no KGB. address. What's going on? Yeah, I couldn't find this. And then eventually they – because they're flat out. You, you, you're driving so much. So much, yeah. Yeah, and I've got it easy. I've got a one-hour train. Yeah. They've got like – you know, if they're going and playing somewhere like in Prague or something, I'm like, nah, I'll be all right. I'll see you the next day. Um, and yeah, like I could, if they told me where the place was, and I got the tram up and then had to walk around this zoo or something. Around a zoo? Yeah. And then there was this like farm in the zoo uh, where an old quarry was. And. Um, yeah, it was like in a barn upstairs where the uh, that geek that photo was, which is their current uh, Spotify uh, banner. Thing. Banner, thing, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I, I think I've got a copy of it at home as well. I think they re- they released yeah, a poster that. of it. Yeah, but I think for their homecoming show, they yeah, they yeah, did a poster. I've got, I've, yeah, so every time printed. every time I go to the toilet, it is yeah. sitting. It sits above our toilet. Yeah, yeah. Looking upside looking down, upside down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, it's it's above our, our toilet yep. at home. Like you know, yep. we got it framed and, and put up because yep. yeah, there you go. That's a crazy yeah. show. One euro beers there. How warm though? One what? euro beers. One euro beers. What's that? Bloody it was a DIY show. Oh right. Yeah. So it's just well, yep. Jesus. Rules. Dollar fifty. Well, something. that's the other thing as well. They don't like it's, we're taxed to the shit house here with like mm-hmm. excise. Yeah. Like. You know, it makes life difficult to. But they've got a lot better drinking culture over there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Maybe less fun, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But the bands bring the energy. Like, that's, that's the thing. The when thing, when yeah. people, especially like talking about that photo and all of like the crazy photos I've taken, it's so funny when like I do photos for a band or I send them like through. And like, you know, when you have do a band that's doing stuff like that, you've got those really cool action shots. And people are like, oh, why don't you have any photos of me doing stuff like that? I'm like, because you don't do you it. You don't do it. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to, but, but yeah. like, don't be surprised. Like, when, if, when you just stand in front of a microphone with a guitar, play and sing. Yeah. All the photos are going to be of that. Yeah. And all of the best for like from my philosophy on mental my philosophy on taking photos is I would rather take a bad photo of something cool happening than a really excellent photo of nothing happening. And I've I've that, taken a lot that's of That's a both. good way of looking at it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've I've I really like I try really hard to make both happen at the same time. Yeah. But like if I do, do a photo and like it's in motion it's all blurry but something really cool Could's is happening. Happen then yeah. that's the that's the goer. I don't care yeah. about like the someone standing there basically all stationary. Looking good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. Fine. Yeah. I, I I love music photography. It's just one of those things that it especially when I can relate to it like uh, if I look at something and hear it I'm like fuck. Yeah. That's an amazing thing and I I think that's because you know I grew up in a time when, you know, the magazines were everything and everything that was portrayed to you 
in live action, yeah. like in, in, as a live band, was you know the first some a lot of the first bands I, the bands that I love, the first time I had anything to do with them was when I saw them. Yeah, like it wasn't when I heard them. It was when I looked at something and went. Yeah, it's the same as like album art. Like people don't pay a lot of huge amount of album art, especially when there's releases that aren't even physical but at the end of the day like you see a bit of our mart and i've looked at so many different someone's like hey listen to this band and then they send me a link or whatever and i look at the album art i'm like no so if people make the decision on that yeah then people make the decision on photos of them so that's how i got into like one of my early loves was black sabbath like when it comes to like metal Mm. they are the metal band like i don't go into genres there if it's metal it's metal there is nothing else but they were the first big because I think it's sabotage, but we had in the record collection. We had a really, my parents had the weirdest record collection of all time. It went from, you know, that 60s Beatles, Brit invasion, right through to like the clash. And then it kind of like went into New Wave. Like they had a bit of everything, but there's a Black Sabbath album where on the front cover, they're all on the front and they're in their tights and the leather jackets. So I think it's sabotage. But then you, when you flip the record over, it's the the back of them. Yep. So you see like the you just see their backs and you know, it's the it, to me I just looked at it and went like flipped it over and went, Oh fuck, what is this? And then I put it on and I was just like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like that's how I got into it. It was album art still. Like even if I go and flick through something, like a lot of the times I'll buy something just based on album art, not knowing what it is. Yeah. You get the Biggest surprises. There was, <coughs> there was one, I can't remember if there was a band from Canada. I can't remember the name, whether it's, their name was Turbo and the album was called Sailboats of White or the name of the band was Sailboats of White and the name of the album was Turbo. But I bought it based on the um, on the art and it was just the most still, like I've, I've got the record at home, haven't listened to it for years, but it's one of the most fucked up albums I've ever listened to. It was just like fucking – and Insanity. Like they were one of those Vice bands like from the early 2000s that Vice just got onto. And I, I, I didn't know that until after the fact, but it was a record store called International Trash in Richmond and they just had it there. It was just a single CD copy and I looked at it. It's got a cat on it. It's like, oh, fuck, that looks awesome. It was just huge, like huge album for me. So artwork, photography and those visuals – I can't believe it's a cat. I was just imagining it with a sailboat. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember it because it's been – I lost the actual – so it's just – I've actually just got the CD now. I've lost the actual artwork for it. Like I don't have the like – it just sits in a in a clear case. So I can't remember it. So it's all memory. You haven't put a photo of your cat over it and that's when you get confused. Could have been, yeah. Man. Maybe. She did, She belongs on an album art, art, yeah. artwork. Yep. Yeah, but I don't think anyone's going to – I really like as well with photos in particular and photos that are album art. Like I love the ones that aren't necessarily the greatest photos, but like they're just iconic. Like I think the Amal and Sniffers one, the giddy up with just Amy's boot. Oh yeah. Yeah, like that that's not that's objectively, that's not a great or special photo. On that art as art, it's yeah. like that's iconic. Yeah. Great yeah. piece. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. don't need like a super expensive camera or like any of the stuff that I do or have gone to a million shows to blah, blah, blah. You like just need that bit of presentation. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and creativity. Uh, things aligning. Mm. Like because, you know, that's the, the, the when you look at that 
particularly that, but it's kind of representative of what the music sounds like. Mm. You know, it's a great thing to do as well. It's not like some outlandish Rembrandt painting. Yeah, or some super like meticulous photo shoot of all of them standing in exactly the right position with all the right lighting and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fucking, I don't know how you guys work out lighting. Like, even sitting in here and I look around, I go, because when we did this last time, I was like, oh, there is no way that's going to look any good because I'm sitting here. I'm in a venue. Yeah, it's yeah. got a sticky carpet. It's four tables put together. We're standing around. Then I looked at it and I went, oh, fuck, that lighting works. No, Gaz is great. Yeah, thanks, shout Gaz. Out, shout out to Gaz. Yeah, how you doing, Gaz? Are, are we boring the, the glasses off you yet? No, you guys are doing all right. Are we? Are we entertaining? Right. Keeping you entertained. Yeah, you keep me entertained all the time. There we go. So with with lighting is well, one thing's flash or no flash, and if you can shoot flash, oh, it's what do you think? Easy. Yeah, do you what do you reckon for like flash or no flash? Do you think it depends on the performance? Well, you need. I feel it's, very unc- it's full on. I would wouldn't shoot flash without permission to do it. Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't. Give it like people. Oh, it's it's only happened once in every show that I've shot where someone's complained about me taking photos. Photos, yeah. And yeah, that was party dozen in Leeds, and it was you know like the first time playing in Leeds, yeah. I imagine. And everybody was standing five um, meters back from the stage, and I was just you know crouching around and whatever, but getting my angles, and I had all the freedom to do whatever. And then someone came up to me afterwards and said. Oh, thanks for being in the way the whole time. And I was like... Was it just a punter? Yeah. Mm. And then one mate said something I can't say on a podcast. Ah. <laughs> Would it be a four by, followed by an off by a four? Can't remember. So it was something like yeah. that, I no. imagine. Yep. It you can't say it like it just means more more editing work. For <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I said it by the way. Sorry, there, there are a few right. things nah. were saying... I edited in shit. This yeah, there you go. See? <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, it was shit, 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 shit. Yeah. <laughs> shit. With like doing photos, I think etiquette's like pretty important, but you just yeah. you learn from uh, doing stuff. Like yeah. learn from just going a million times was acceptable. No, yeah, if you like, flashes, you know, like just don't. Like my my thing that I w- I'm not in a band, so I wouldn't I can't really complain about this. But if someone will like while I'm doing something, put the camera like right up in my face and then flash in my face, I'd I probably who would do that to you, Bill? Yeah, I yeah, would, there'd I, probably be a, a, a probably guitar like, coming at you. Yeah, yeah, some some retaliation yeah. is coming your way. Yeah, the only so I I think just do whatever you want, just be respectful, and it's fine. Yeah, but I think my I philosophy think it's is like that, any live music space. Be respectful and I think, yeah. yeah. And just don't, my thing is just as a photographer, just don't fucking put yourself over the people who are watching the show. Yeah. That's really important. I and think I, that is incredible yeah, as well. And I've seen a lot of people like get amazing shots. And when someone sends me like photos of them, especially gigs where I've seen this happen, is like actually so uh, funny to me. Someone's like, look at how good this guy's angle is. It's like I was at that show. He was like climbing over people. But that being to do that, and like I would just never do that. Yeah. But that being said, like I wouldn't judge that person for it, especially on the day because you don't know the situation. Like especially if like someone's uh, working really hard doing all that invasive stuff to get a um, photos for a band. But if that band asked them to be there, it's like oh, if they asked me, I would do the same thing. If that's yeah. what they wanted. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know if that's the situation they're going into. There's only one time I've ever seen something where I was like. I, I've never actually vocally complained to people about stuff like that. But one I saw, which was 
this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, I was at Bendigo Hotel and it was, uh, I think then it was Nola. It was a Japanese band. Oh, oh yeah. 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 No, great. Yeah, great band. Great. Um, the photographer they had with him, Japanese dude, uh, he had a flash that was on his camera. Nothing special about that. And there was not a huge amount of people. So he had plenty of like room to go around. But what he had is he had a wireless uh, receiver to another flash that was on the stage. Not unheard of as well. But this is like we're talking stage behind me. I'm in the band facing the crowd. The flash is here behind the band flashing directly into the audience. Yeah, right. And he would do that every 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah, right. Like it's flashing like, into like the entire that, that's yeah, it literally uh-huh. was like a strobe, and it's like to everybody who's there. Yeah. Because he's also standing in front of the band doing that too. Yeah. And he got some really cool shots. Great fucking photographer. I still follow his page to this day. Yeah. Really great, but, but a bit like, too much. Dude, yeah. Dude, you can't do that. Nah, I reckon that's all right. Cause what I was thinking, like I was curious what the show was and if I was there, and I was there at that one. Mm. But the guy that was crowd killing that, and it was a Monday yeah, night. That guy they was just <laughs> Played that. a support show and this was their headline show um, on a Monday night, and that guy crowd killing was such a yeah. shit, 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 <laughs> shit, yeah, shit, yeah, shit. Yeah. That guy, that guy ah. was terrible. I say it's in some bad moments. That was one of them. Do you remember? Vendigo oh, Hotel. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but like, yeah, I think yeah, I've seen a lot of triangle shaped men. What do you call it? Pulverized people at the Bendigo Hotel. Yeah, it's, I, think it, I think it's more the I think it's more the bands than the venue. But I've I've seen that happen a bit there too. I remember at that same show. Do you remember old mate Lachlan Watts was yeah, in the crowd like too? Yeah. yeah, he um he took it as his personal vendetta to get that guy halfway through the set. A lot of people like it was one. Of, it's funny going to so many gigs. You watch like the ecosystem of yeah. like these little like. Uh, rules and etiquette that's never talked about. The, but when the, you watch, unspoken. Yeah, yeah. When you see the whole like life cycle of that dude comes in way too far, ruins everything for like everybody for a bit. Then what happens happens, and yeah. he generally doesn't do that again. No. At least not for a couple no, of months. Yeah, it's like yeah. I can't remember the last time I, we want to watch Coffin on Saturday night, and there was just like it got they kept mm-hmm. someone kept kicking out the power supply for um. Abijah, From guitarist? No, Mossy's, the other okay. guitarist. Um, and just kept kicking it out. And I was like, at the same point, they're pushing the fullbacks in and, and knocking yeah, out but the, the power. Yeah, Gasso sucks for that. Yeah, As, it's, yeah, not, it's, it's yeah. a tough one to because of the height of the stage. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, it's about that respect thing as well because these guys were just fucking zero respect for, for the performance. Yeah, and but- so I like... In the end, it got to like I didn't realize it was like the last song, and so I kind of was at the front, and I just kind of had to lean over, and and put my hand on the power supply to yep. keep it on, like yep. you know, and I think it's like that part of it where you're like, mate, you've been doing this fucking. He's trying to play a show. You're not gonna add his power supply. It's quite obvious what you're doing because you're standing right there. Yeah. Yep. And if you're not knowing that you're doing that, then you should be at the fucking back, not ruin it for the – people were like, well, so they blow a speaker. And it's like, no, it was just some fucking idiot yeah. knocking yep. out the – I think I was at a drunk mum show, show as well once. You know, like they had like an extension board. They had their power supplies in there for the guitar. This fucking idiot leaning over, full beer, yeah, and just went – Started pouring it, and I'm like, went, oh fuck! Like this is where you things just switch off. 
So I've like grabbed the beer, like put it up and tried to like mop it up because I was like side of stage. Was he like doing it intentionally? (coughs) No, he wasn't at the beginning. He was just like leaving. We had a different conversation. But then I moved it and kind of went fucking, oi. Whoop. Sorry. And I went, look, there's a fucking power supply there. Then he started pouring it properly. And I can't remember who it was. I can't remember if it was Dingo or who it was. And the office, they seemed, they kind of looked down and went, they didn't realize what I was doing. They thought I was fucking with their power supply. And then they saw him pouring it and they were just like, (laughs) you know, like that's a. A situation that could get out of hand really fucking quick. Yeah, that's you know as much as we talk about our um, yeah, how much the camera costs. Like yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, like Tom Cosmic Corina played here with his new amp. It was like thirty grand amp, and yeah, yeah, yeah I, I just yeah, oh, so many like pains me yeah. so much how many people have like lending gear and. Like, yeah. oh, just, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll never, just, yeah. I'll never forget. We booked. I think it was actually for my exhibition at Old Bar. Um, I got Tony Clay to play, and he rock, and he just bought this new guitar. It was like one of the most beautiful guitars I've ever seen. And I, I was like, I know this guitar. Yeah. yeah. And I was, so, I was talking about. It. I was like, man, it looks so cool. He's like, thanks. And he like told me how much it was. It was like five grand for the people that are out there. I'm um, wondering how much it was. It was like five grand guitar. And he's like, yeah, like five grand guitar and then a couple thousand dollar amp. All of his pedals worth like hundreds yeah. and stuff like that. And it's crazy how like all the, something that a lot of people don't talk about enough, I think, is when you see a local band with really good sound, they're not, it doesn't break every time, but they're uh, risking yeah. crazy amounts money, to yeah. play for so little. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's why like the etiquette, at least, basic safety is so freaking important like just like when the bar is don't pour a beer onto a freaking power outlet like that's that's all i'm asking for really but you know like crazy shit happens Mm, and you know like it does but as long as people are aware within that that space like you know i think all all, and, and we talk about safe spaces which they should always be safe no matter what part it comes mm. from, but particularly some more than others. But, yeah, on the OH&S side as a venue owner, like I freak out, I go to other yeah. venues and I'll be like, you know, because we have projectors and stuff everywhere and, you know, when people are crowd surfing, go for it. But that awareness, like, I don't know, we had our, you know, that, that projector sitting above my head. I don't know how many people have grabbed, grabbed it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and there's other things like, you know, we've got all our, you know, if someone grabs one of those uh, fire, what do you call them? Like Ewas system. Yeah, we're doomed. Mm. That's the end of the venue forever. Like, there's four vent, four levels of water that will keep running until we go and turn it off. Yeah, yeah. They'll keep running, and it'll just destroy. That's why. The like worst story of that is with that cherry bar one when the drunk mums one. Lane. Yeah, you surely you've heard that one with the sewage uh, line. Yeah, they had like a septic. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Someone like that crowd service, someone pulled, pulled right it out. out. Yeah. And it was just like shit, this shit, shit. of yeah. just shit everywhere. Yeah, just polluted I the that stuff. They had the sewage run right above there. Yeah. And 
Yeah, have you yeah. heard the story that happened like mid drunk mum said? Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah, it's just one of those things. That, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I, the funniest part of that story to me is like them all they play through and we're like this is terrible. Like we have to leave, and they walked out, and there was this giant line out the front of Cherry Bar. And so I was like, hey, what are you actually like waiting for? It's like, oh, some big DJs come to town. They play and like the official kick on kick ons are here, and they're like, have fun with Good that. It's <laughs> like walked away. All right. Yeah. Wasn't my fault. I didn't do it. All right. We're well, wrapping we're up, wrap it up, I guess. Well, there we go. We just got told to yeah. shut up. I don't know yeah. what we talked about this whole time. But anyway. Yeah. So we'll do, we'll do a wind up. Best part of being a part of Johnson Street. Spending time with my brother. Aww. Is, is that an important part? It, it's funny thinking about Bill and I were really close growing up. And then Bill moved away. Um, no, nah, just Bill moved out to his share house, did yeah. his whole thing there. And, yeah, it's been great to yeah, spend more time with us. And it's I, I think I definitely over-appreciate um, or under-appreciate yeah, how much um, I've been able to do with my siblings here, yeah. uh, both Bill and, to a lesser extent, Sonny. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been awesome. But I would say the free tickets. Free tickets. Yeah, free yeah. beers. Um, actually, actually, real quick, like one of the things that with the whole Save the Tote campaign and everything about it, like our page was called Johnson Street because that is the strip that we did all of our live gig stuff strip. on for so yeah, long. Yeah. yeah, made so many great friends, so many memories going up and down that street. And I would just hate for a phone to interrupt my conversation. That's right. But Sorry about that. I, would, I, I would, thought it was on silent. I would just hate for that to be robbed of like all of the younger people and all the older people, everybody who has that, everybody deserves the opportunity to have the same experience we yeah. did. There's no barrier to entry to it. We didn't know anybody when we came here, didn't know much about music, met it, came here, had a great time, made friends that we'll know for the rest of our lives. Like everybody deserves that opportunity. Yeah. And the totes an integral part of that. That whole street should be preserved forever. Yeah, there we go. It's from Johnson Street themselves. Indeed. Right. All right. Thank you very much. Now, if you do want to check it out, I'm sure that the Johnson Street will be kicking on forever and a day, the, whether through photography or whatever Jack's up to next. I'm like, is there a Johnson Street in Perth? No. Damn. It. We didn't talk actually, about it, but it's a hour, pretty much an hour drive to every venue. And everything's so spread out in Perth. Right. And that's one big, yeah. <laughs> to wrap up, yeah, there is nowhere from going all around Europe, um, seeing bands, there is no hub for music I've seen even remotely close to that in the North yeah. Melbourne. Yeah, it's nowhere. a pretty amazing space. Yeah. Not in London, not in Berlin, not in Barcelona, nowhere. Hear that? To whoever you are, politicians. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, thank you very much. Thank you to. Bill and Jack, and thank you to Sonny, who is not here. Yep. Love you, Sonny. Hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, this has been the Last Chance Podcast. Make sure you tune in next week. Hit the like button and subscribe. I'm sure that Gaz is going to put it up because I would have fucked that up. But thank you very much. Thank you, Gold Golding Brothers. Thank you, people watching. See you the pub. Catch you soon. Double D, double da, double D, double da. That's good. Cool.